0: So if you turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 26, uh, I want to remind you that uh, Jesus, uh, He enters into our lives. Uh, As Jesus uh, walked the face of this earth, we just celebrated His birth. uh, We realized that people were doing things. Uh, They were going to work. They were having babies. Uh, They were uh, people who were sick and people passing away. Uh, people building homes and uh, going about just daily activities. And with those activities, and it, it kind of consumes us, even uh, us here this morning. I, I'm sure you come with burdens and things that you were, uh, I want to graciously say, you were wound up this week about. You were uh, bothered and you thought uh, that it was both the end of the world and the most important thing And chances are, none of the things that we got wound up about this week were really all that important. Um, And in in the midst of life, Jesus enters in. (coughs) That He, I want to say, is a gracious and kind and important interruption to what we're doing. And this morning, uh, Jesus is going to share some words getting towards the end of His earthly ministry uh, that are important for us to hear this morning. If you'd stand in honor of God's Word, I'd like to read to you uh, from Matthew chapter 25. Did I say 26? Throw me out. Um, We're going to start at Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right hand, on his right, and the, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, "Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit Or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me or in prison, and did not minister to you, then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it for the least of these, you did not do it for me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but righteous, but the righteous into eternal life. God, we ask your blessing on your word and your church. Uh, God, take our time and use it uh, as you see fit. To rearrange our lives, to change us from the inside out. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> what a passage, maybe familiar passage to some of you. Maybe you've heard uh, of this before that Jesus is speaking. Uh, we realize that it's coming down to the end of his earthly ministry. And he is, he, he's already shared. Uh, in the last few chapters over and over again, that He's coming again, that, that it will happen, that there will be a time. And now He very clearly uh, brings about a, a, a new picture, uh, a picture of sheep and goats. He, he tells of a time of, of His coming. He says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. As you see that first verse, you, you need to think, the king on his throne, the king on his throne. Uh, we've celebrated uh, the king in the manger, right? What a picture, right? What a, what a picture of Bethlehem, of really the, uh, God's people awaiting a Savior, and yet he came, and there was this insignificant uh, response Uh, insufficient response right a a response that is inappropriate Uh, there's a manger and and really the only ones who uh, took notice were the shepherds and they had to have an angelic visit uh, to get them to go as well and then later uh, we have the the ones from the east came and they worship but but there was really this uh kind of quiet uh insignificant response to jesus coming and jesus grows to be a man and now he says of himself he says the son of man will come in all his glory and i want to tell you uh there's not much description of that it's not much uh, really only one word in his glory it's glory but to see this uh he's describing a different coming a different coming a magnificent coming in in all that jesus is and all that the king is he will come again and it will be different it will be different than that time in the manger as we look at this he's going to come in all his glory not in the manger not even as the suffering servant not as the meek lamb led to the slaughter but as the king as the king that's how he's going to come and not just as the king in the sense of oh there's the king oh I i saw him but he makes the connection of that he will come in all his glory and sit on the throne and as a king sits on his throne it's like he's going to work as king He is taking his rightful position. He is taking his throne, his place of leadership. Like like a judge when he goes to the bench, so is the king going to take his rightful spot and begin doing kingly things. It's not that he hasn't done those already, but it looks to a time in the future where he will. He will reign supremely. And as I look at this, and as I consider it this week, uh, we love the idea of a king. We love it. Someone to rule justly, to uh, lead well, to punish evildoers, and to bless those who are needy and show compassion. And we look for that. We long for that. Unfortunately, we look to men and women for that we look to the next uh, president or the next president after that or ten presidents after that, right? We're looking for someone to come, someone that will be our everything. And Jesus says, I'm coming back. I will come back. I will take my throne. I will take my place of king. He will reign. He will go to work as king. This is the setup of this passage, what he's going to share. This is the time he, he puts it into place. He says, when I come back, when I come back, when I come back in all my glory, when I come back, uh, it says with all the angels with him, it's the idea the king is coming with his army. Uh, it, it's the idea with the, the full show of force, the king will come. The ones who are at his beck and call will come, and, and as he, he will come. And as he does, this event will happen. Which brings us to verse 32. And I just call this the king's separation. It pictures him and it it says that at this time where he sits upon the throne, it says that all the nations will come and be before him. All all the nations. The the idea is this, that... uh, Most of the time he refers to his own people as his people and then all the nations. And it's interesting, uh, what are all the nations? Well, uh, they're all the peoples or people groups. And that gets kind of confusing, right? Uh, Those of you who have been around long enough know that uh, countries come and go, right? They come and go. There was a time where the United States of America wasn't the United States of America. But there's also a time where you can see the borders of Europe changing. Even in our lifetime, uh, Russia and Ukraine and various other places. And uh, Africa, they do it every other week uh, over there. Uh, They're changing the borders, changing. And and even within countries, there's different people groups within countries. And it gets all confusing. and, And don't get hung up on any of that because at that last time, whether it's a good country or a bad country, they will come, and they will come before the king. Um, it's interesting. Uh, we have the United Nations. We have NATO. We have various other groups in the world that uh, are kind of affiliated one with another. And when things happen, that those countries kind of get together, and they talk about what's going on in the world. And they kind of, in very loose ways political ways try to hold each other accountable and uh connect and but in the end there's no supreme authority on the face of this earth but i want to tell you on that day all the nations will come and they will have to answer to the king it's interesting we we think uh, i have my own life i can do whatever i want um the first part's true, the second part, not so much. You do have your own life, uh, but you can't do whatever you want because there's a day, that there's a reckoning, uh, there's us coming before the king who sits on his throne. And, and this idea that we don't uh, get to do whatever we want and in the end we decide what happens, it's that we have to answer to this king. this king that will come. All the nations will. And you say, well, you know, some people don't believe. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Uh, All the nations will come and they will have to answer to the king. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? It's comforting. Uh, It should be comforting for us. We walk with Christ to know that even as the nations fight and rage and Rage against God to know that they will have to answer, that this isn't the last chapter, that this isn't the the final page of the story, that this day will come while they will have to answer to the king on his throne. Answer to the king, all the nations. We go from there uh, as before him all the nations will be gathered before him, But it says, as they are gathered, he will separate the people. Um, It goes from nations will come, people groups will come, but now he says he will separate the people. And he says that he'll separate them as a shepherd would sheep and goats. Uh, How many of you have raised goats? How many of you have raised sheep? um, Sheep are boring. I have to say that, you know uh i've raised goats i've had goats my wife told me yesterday she wants more goats and i said no um it was sweet kind leadership on my part no uh <coughs> who might get goats later i don't know uh, <coughs> but um i don't want them um so th- there's a lot of similarities between sheep and goats Uh, There's a lot of similarities. They they make about the same noises. They kind of eat the same food. They're animals. You can kind of have them in a herd together. They're kind of the same. They're about the same size. All all those things are about the same. And the picture here is that all the nation uh, are made up of people, both sheep and goats. And they're all milling around. And... The shepherd comes and he says, I'm going to sort out this mess. I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats. Um, and, and know this, that though there are similarities, amazing similarities, that, that cause you to think, well, they're just the same, They're the same. Uh, Jesus makes a huge distinction between sheep and goats here. He he makes a huge distinction as he is in this, and it's a separating one. Know this, that the king is coming to separate. And he is coming to separate, and it's good that he's separating, and he has the right to separate. They are similar, but very different. And it says this in verse 33, and he will place the sheep on his, on his right and the goats on, his, on the left. That doesn't mean anything about where you're sitting this morning, right? Okay. Uh, the left side or the right side. Some of you say, no, it's the way from the back, you know, <laughs> left or right. Make it come out. However is advantageous to you, okay? Um, he starts with the sheep on his right and he says this. In verse 34, uh, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Listen to that. As he comes in that time where he sits on his throne, he looks to the sheep and he says this, come, come. There's been a place prepared for you before the foundation, the foundation of the world. This is not just a, a hey, I just, got, I, I just got a place for you. It's that this has been the plan forever, okay? That this has been my plan. That the king's plan was to bring his sheep to himself. It's important to see that because uh, there's a danger in this passage. A danger in this passage is this. Uh, do a lot of good things and you'll go to heaven. Do a lot of good things and you'll go to heaven. That's not what this passage is teaching. Uh, Jesus uh, says he'll go and prepare a place. There's been this preparation going on before the foundation of the world. There's an idea that God has done his work and he's chosen and he's, he's preparing this place. And in the midst of this, he shares, you need to be ready. You need to be ready. He shares with them and he says, I want to tell you why uh, you get this kingdom. Verse 35, he says, For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. You look at those things and those are all blessings, compassionate uh, works. And Jesus is saying this. He's saying, as you do those, as you do those to my people, as you care for the ones that I care about, a- as you do it, it's as if you're doing them to me. What a powerful thing. He, he says, uh, as he, he identifies this group of people he calls sheep, he identifies them by the things that they do. The things that they do that they have done this to him. It's interesting, their response will be, in one of this righteous group, uh, verse 37, then then the righteous will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And, And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? As as the righteous will look at life done in compassion, changed by following a new king, it's part of life. That we would love what Jesus loves, that we would embrace what the king embraces, it's part of life. It's not a show. In fact, it goes without note in our mind. It's insignificant. It's just the way we live. That we would show compassion to that which Christ loves. This is what we do. Why? Because we're good people? No, because we've been changed, because we have a new king. And Jesus uh, identifies these sheep as people who have been changed by a new king. They have a new shepherd. And so what happens when someone is changed, they have now a heart of compassion. We'll see the other side as well. You know what the other side looks like? survival of the fittest showtime right is everyone watching i'm going to do something good oh they're not watching i'll save it for later i I want you to get this that the the life of one who's been changed in the gospel goes about showing compassion when no one sees it when no one will ever know why because it's an outgrowth of their life they're not keeping score and, and saying, oh, I, I've been a good person today. No. They've been made right in the inside and it comes out in acts of service and compassion. Jesus says of these ones who are righteous that, that you did this to me. They say, when? We, we don't remember. And, and he says this. Um, as, we, as we look at the scripture, verse 40, verse um, 40, and the king will answer, truly I say to you, as you did to the one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. You did it to me. I want to make an a important distinction this morning. Uh, we saw this great testimony of this young lady uh, who's been changed by the gospel. Um, this passage, it, it's good, it is good to be kind and merciful to everybody. I just want to tell you that to, to everybody, everybody you'd meet, everyone uh, that you see, everyone, it, it's good, it's good to do that. I think that that's a heart that's changed by the gospel. But what this passage is talking about is that we would, uh, for the brethren, for, for those who the Lord loves, for part of his mission and his new kingdom, see this, um, Emily's ministry and really uh, uh, Rod and Val's ministry as well in the Congo uh, the, the idea there is not that we would go teach them sewing, and that they would be saved through sewing it 's not that we would teach them how to save money anybody finances get their finances in order, and then you 'll be saved and then your problems will be over with it 's not that uh health care will save uh, anybody uh, amen that 's good, right. If we were depending on the future of health care, we're in trouble, okay? Um, I, I want to tell you, all these things are good, and, and they're acts of compassion. They're acts of grace and, and help and kind, uh, merciful things. But I want to tell you this. Apart from being with the gospel, they're temporary and empty. And what Jesus is talking about here is the idea that we are part of building His kingdom. That as he's changed our heart, we're involved. And so what it is, it's the gospel plus anything else, right? Uh, the Tabitha ministries and uh, ex- exciting things. I want to encourage you to, uh, ladies, in a couple weeks when Emily's going to share, exciting things about taking uh, girls off the streets, off the streets, that they might know the gospel that they might know the gospel, that they might be cleansed of their sins and given new life and a setup. Uh, This is what it is we're talking about here. Connection to the gospel, connection to the church. That's all it is, right? This is when you know that it's something worthy to be a part of, is you say, it's connection with the gospel. Why? Because it's eternal. (laughs) That's eternal. That's not temporary. And the church, the local church, you know why that's important? It's the institution, it, I hate that word, strike that from the record, strike that from the record, uh, court reporter, um, uh, it, it, it's, it's the family, it's the family that the Lord leaves until he comes. It, it's, the, it's, the, it's the unit that, that God wants us to be a part of. It's the way he keeps us healthy and strong. It's his protection for us. Some of you say well I, don't, I you know i just come to church you know it's a new year's resolution and january's almost up i want to tell you i want to tell you you need to be a part of this church or some other church the chances are it's this church why it's your protection it, it's the the way the lord wants to keep you healthy and strong it's his method and so as he shares this i, I got a little off track here But uh, as he identifies the sheep, this group of the righteous, he says this, you love what I love and you serve them with compassion. Your heart is changed on the inside and it extends to this group of people, these people that I love. And they say, when did we do that? And he says, well, when you did it to them, you did it to me. He turns to the goats. And it's the other side of this same story it's the other it's the the complete opposite in verse 41 it says then he will say to those on his left depart from me you you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels he looks upon them these goats to the the left uh, the right being the place of honor the left being the place of dishonor and he says to them uh you're condemned you're judged You go to be with the devil and his angels. And some of you struggle with this idea of angels, but there are angels that fell with the devil, himself being an angel, and and followed after him. And So that group is with him. That group has a place. That group has a destiny. Um, and I want to tell you, as we follow them, as we w- as individuals, if we follow them, we will have the same destiny. We'll have the same place. He describes to us uh, this place, and, and, and he says to us that, that we will enter in or be cursed along this into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. As we follow, as we are the same as, we follow into that eternal fire. He says this in verse 42, For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me naked. Then you did not clothe me sick and in prison, and you did not visit me then they will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger, or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? When, when did we miss this? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it for the least of these, you did not do it to me. It's interesting. Uh, I think of the time when uh, Jesus was heading to the cross about this time, uh, spoken of through uh, John, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He washed their feet. And, um, you know, it, it was this humbling thing. It was this amazing thing. And the disciples even argued with him about why he should do this for them. And then as he did this, uh, you can imagine those disciples saying, Jesus said, Well, who's going to wash my feet? And everyone would go, I want to. <laughs> You know, they'd be pushing and shoving. They'd be justifying why. But this idea that we would minister to Jesus—it sounds like, you know, of course, I want to serve the King. And, and these ones, these goats, these ones on his left would say, "Well, when did you come? And when did we miss this opportunity? When did we not do what you wanted us to do?" He says, "Because you didn't do it for the least of my people." The ones that that I I have a heart for, you did not have a heart for. And they're like, oh, I didn't think anyone was watching. (laughs) I didn't think that counted. The reason they didn't see that it counted was because their heart wasn't changed and because their heart wasn't changed. They didn't have a new king. They had the old king. And the old king was a lot like the devil and his angels, right? And the devil and those angels, you know what they do? What's ever best for them. It's that whole idea of, I don't have any time for you. I don't have any money for you. I don't have any food for you. I don't have any water for you. I don't, I don't have anything for you because it's all for me. And the heart of a changed person is the one who has a new king. And the, the, the way that life looks different is this. The king has taken care of all of our needs. So we have all the abundance. So we have all the time. We have all the heart. To show compassion to those who are in need. The king's separation. Goats do what goats do. They selfishly seek all that is for them. People without Christ, without a new king, they have no compassion uh, because they're selfishly grabbing for what it is. And if they do show compassion, it's for show. They're not willing to serve uh, because they're concerned only with their own survival, not with others. Jesus concludes this passage in verse 46 with showing two eternal paths. Verse 46 says this, and, and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Know this, um, that each of us has an eternal destiny. Each of us. Th- this isn't a sense of, uh, uh, some have described it like this, those who believe in Christ, those who accepts eternal life, but to those who don't, just nothing. When I want to tell you that's not what the Bible teaches bible teaches an eternal eternal destiny there's two of them one is eternal life and the other is eternal punishment eternal punishment the idea of being punished forever this morning i have three takeaways for us and hopefully these will be helpful and not too confusing for us the first one is this and I, i believe i was thinking through I think I've said this like 12 times in the book of Matthew over and over again, okay? I'll say it again this morning. The king is coming to sit on his throne. The king is coming to sit on his throne. And as you think about what your life is like, as you consider the struggles that you have, the schedule that you have, the pressures that you have, remember this. The king is coming to sit on his throne. Uh. In light of that, in light of that, uh, that should give you perspective on everything else. The king is coming to sit on his throne. Number two: a life with a, a new king looks different. It looks different. And for you this morning to consider your life, has it been changed by the king, the new king, but what will it look like? Well, it will look like. This, when no one's looking, what does your life look like? What is your heart for people? Is it compassionate? Is it willing to serve when no one will know? And when you serve, when you serve, do you, do you keep a record? Do you keep a record? I did five good deeds this week. Remember that time I did something really nice? I want to tell you that if, if we're following the new king, we don't care about that stuff. We, we've been changed by the inside. We show a heart of compassion, not when just when someone is seeing, but when no one is seeing, not taking notes and keeping score. And thirdly, to remember this, there will be a separation. There will be a separation. As we consider this this morning. Some of us struggle with this idea that, that there will be some that will be goats. There will be some on the left there will be some that experience that eternal punishment. And you say, that doesn't sound right. It, I want to I tell you, it may not sound right to you. It may not sound right to me. But the one who is all wise, the one who is the king, the one who is holy, says that it is true. And so we should embrace it. And in light of that, first of all, obviously, that we would know that we are in the faith that we are one of his sheep. And secondly, that we would look in terms to others as well and say, where are they with him? Are they ready? Knowing that this world will come to conclusion, knowing that the king will sit on his throne and all the nations will come and people will be separated, knowing that, will we remember that there will be a separation and that we will look to these ones to call them to the gospel the saving Gospel of Jesus Christ this is a time that is coming the time that is coming of separation there's great comfort knowing that uh, someone we love knew the gospel and is with him now there should be great uh, unrest in us if those are our loved ones around us do not know do not know please join with me in prayer. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the blessing of your word and uh, the singing and the settlers being here and all all the blessings of this life. Lord, help us to uh, be marked by your gospel this morning, your word. Uh, May we consider uh, these things and consider this in light of what we have going on uh, this afternoon and this week. God, thank you for this time. Grow your church. Uh, Lord, we realize that uh, this is to glorify you, that you are the king. So we thank you. And we pray. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed.